welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle in Stormwind, I go through a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. I grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to be going over my expansions ranked pretty much. I've done something kind of similar to this in the past in terms of going over what each expansion gave, um, sort of their biggest uh, selling points were within the expansion itself, but I'm going to go. I'm not really going to go into much detail about it. I'm going to just give my personal opinion on what um, expansions I found the most enjoyable. With obviously Dragonflight being announced and seeing a lot of the core aspects of Dragonflight, and it got me wondering, sort of, what makes a good expansion good in my honest opinion this is obviously going to be a very much um opinion based uh episode so don't get mad at me if you think that or if you disagree with me if you think that my order is completely wrong then fair enough that's your own opinion as well and you're more than entitled to that but some of these i was unsure about some of them it's very much up in the air. I don't remember as much as I think I do about the expansion. So it's very much what I can remember off the top of my head and how much I actually enjoyed the expansion when playing it. So I have played through every single expansion. Wrath being the least um, sort of fresh in my memory because I've played World of Warcraft Classic, I've played World of Warcraft Classic TPC, I've played Wrath of Lich King, Cataclysm, Miss of Pandaria, Wall of the Draenor, Legion, Battle for Azeroth, and Shadowlands, and I will be playing Dragonflight. So, we're going to start off with uh, the weekly stuff, as always. You have the world bosses for this week. You have Arona Monos, uh, Morgeth, and Antros. Make sure you head on over there, get your anima, get your conduits, get your gear, do all that good stuff for the week. You have the Shadow Pan Showdown as the brawl for this week. And that is a, I believe it's a 5v5 in the Shadow Pan arena. And you have to kill the enemy team's boss before they kill yours. And uh, they're trying to stop you, you try and stop them, etc. It's a very fun brawl, uh, especially if you've got quite good uh, sort of uh, cleave damage. Maybe like a Warlock or a Mage that can just spam uh, stuff like that, like a Frost Mage, etc. And you have the event for this week is Burning Crusade Time Walking. So if you want some, you know, TBC gear, uh, definitely head on over there. Get your Time Walking badges. Get the uh, Illidari mount. Is it the Illidari mount? It's one of the Dragon Hawks, I believe. And I feel like it's called the Illidari mount, but I might just be making that uh, completely up. But yeah, if you uh, are wanting the uh, Dragon Hawk mount, fly mount for this um time walking event then definitely head on over there and spend them five thousand time walking badges that you've been saving up so first expansion or the top of my list this one was tough because i've played through obviously all of the expansions and all of them have their own unique feel to them they all have their own unique feel to them they all have something to offer but the first uh, expansion that I'm going to go with, Legion. Now, Legion, for me, was the best expansion. 
because it's a, a very recent one. So I have a lot of memories of it. I have a lot of fond memories. I have a lot of fond memories of seeing big numbers. Now, big numbers mean more damage, not necessarily, but you know, that's how it works, right? So you're seeing damage in the millions, whereas compared to now, we're seeing it in the twenty thousands and stuff like that. Um, Legion came at a point where World of Warcraft was very much on the downslope after Warlords of Draenor because of the lack of content. And uh, the content patches in Legion that came out were amazing. I think it was every like, if, like 70 odd days. We got a new uh, patch come out, so 0.5 and then a uh, 0.1 patch, 0.15, uh, 0.2 patch, etc. Uh, every 70 odd days. So it was really good. And the content that they were bringing out wasn't just bleh. It wasn't sort of any old content. It was very good content that was um, very useful. And it brought in a lot of the systems that we know in retail today. So... It brought in Mythic Plus Dungeons, which has been a massive staple point for the PvE um, side of World of Warcraft. It's basically arenas, but, you know, the PvE version. Uh, it's something to utilise at the very high end game and push yourself to as far as you can within the game. Now, Mythic Raiding is obviously very uh, important uh, and at the forefront of World of Warcraft, but you can only go so far with Mythic Raiding. Once you kill the last boss of the Mythic Raid, what what else is there? With Mythic Plus, you can keep going forever. And that's what was so good about Legion as well. It introduced these systems that we were not familiar with at the moment. It really brought to the forefront the borrowed power systems that we've uh, um, been dealing with for the past few expansions. So it was the artifact weapons that Legion introduced to us. So uh, what is it? The Ashbringer, you had uh, the Blades of the Fallen Prince for Death Knights. You had Fellow Malorn for Fire Mages, which was a very powerful blade. You had Eluneth, which was held by the Guardians of Azeroth uh, um, for Arcane Mages. You had many different weapons, all from different lore uh, standpoints, and that's what made them very unique and special. Now... Obviously, a lot of people having these same weapons doesn't make it feel as unique and special, but you could customise it. You could customise the look of the Ashbringer or customise the look of your fellow Malorn, and there were hidden artefact appearances. There were multiple appearances to go after, so you had that feeling of uniqueness to them, which was really good. So Legion, I would put as my top one, mainly because of the systems that are introduced. Um, Borrowed Power has always been in the game, I will say that. Um, whether it's through world buffs or whatever. But this borrowed power was at the very forefront of the expansion and was the first expansion to do so. So that is why I think it was probably one of the... It wasn't implemented perfectly, but they learned a lot from it and it was very much a different means to the end game of World of Warcraft, which was very good. Second choice. Now... The second choice came in a very close second, and it is Wrath of the Lich King. Wrath being the third expansion. Uh, the Not the third. Well, technically the third, if you include World of Warcraft as an expansion, but it isn't. So second expansion. Um, Wrath of the Lich King being the second expansion coming out in around 2008, 
think it might be 2008. Oh my god, it might be. That is a long time ago. Somewhere around there. But Wrath of the Lich King was very much what I grew up with when I first started playing WoW. I started playing WoW uh, end of Burning Crusade. I don't really remember much of the Burning Crusade at all because I was levelling during that period. So Wrath of the Lich King was sort of where I started uh, endgame content. Now, the PvP was always enjoyable. I was awful at it. But I'd be playing with my sister in 2v2 arenas and we had a game plan. Send her in to die. If I killed something in that time, then we've got a chance at winning the game. That kind of thing. It was a really good strategy and it worked 50% of the time. It worked all the time. So, um, yeah, it it sticks to me mainly because it was the first endgame content that I actually got to experience in my World of Warcraft journey. I remember patches coming out which gave us the Halls of Reflection, the Forge of Souls, the Pit of Sauron dungeons. I remember killing the Lich King in Ice Crown Citadel. I remember a lot of... Um, I just remember a lot of the endgame content within Wrath of the Lich King, and I think that's why it sticks out to me so much, because it is very much my very first expansion that I got to fully... Uh, experience and that is always going to stick with you your first expansion is always going to be probably one of the highest up there because you'll always have fond memories as it is when you got into the game the most if that makes sense and you know if people started in battle for azeroth which i know some people did they might rank it highly mainly because they've never experienced the end game content that you know we've had in legion or We've had in Mr. Pandaria or Wrath of the Lich King, stuff like that. Speaking of Mr. Pandaria, I would put that as my third. Now, that is a very strange one. A lot of people kind of over overlook Mr. Pandaria because it was very weird, the expansion. But when you actually look back on the expansion as a whole, it was very good. It had four major content patches, I believe. I believe it went up to 5.4, which was the Siege of Orgrimmar. Um, it had many different sort of mini-games, like the Half Hill, where you were tending to your own crops and stuff, and uh, you know you were constantly going out in the world to do your tailoring, um, because you had to be at a certain place to do your tailoring, to weave certain things. Uh, you were constantly out and about, you constantly had world bosses going on, you constantly had like dailies going on on the Isle of Thunder or something. You could grind out mobs endlessly in the Isle of Giants to get your mount, to get your little pet, to get just whatever, reputation. It's very overlooked for some weird reason, but when you look at the content that was given in this um, in this expansion, it was really good. The biggest thing that came from Mr. Pandari was the Timeless Isles. Now, the Timeless Isles is basically a blueprint for every single point two patch that we've had since uh, the Timeless Isles. It's always been an island where it's very much a free-for-all. A lot of rares are spawning. A lot of um, things are happening on the island that you might not get to them because other people might kill it. You might get to it. It's a very rare occasion. It might drop a mount. It might drop a pet. It might just be for some reputation or whatever. That all rhymed, and that was really cool. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. But, yeah, Mr. Pandaria is very overlooked. But 
for the reasons that I don't really understand because it had great raids, it had good PvP system, oh, might have been unbalanced a little bit. PvP is never going to be balanced in an MMO. No, it is what it is. I remember Warriors absolutely destroying everyone in Mr. Pandaria for like an entire patch, and that was uh, something to behold. But yeah, you know, it happens. Um, the zones in Mr. Pandaria were amazing. The Jade Forest seems like a small zone, but it just kept carrying on. It just kept carrying on, kept carrying on, and it was this lush green forest. And the stories that were being told through the zones were really clever and really good. And, yeah, it's just, you just don't notice Mr. Pantaria for some reason, and it's really weird. Now, my fourth is going to be very, very controversial, but Warlords of Draenor. Now, you might be wondering what the hell that's absolutely ridiculous, Warlords of Draenor was awful and shit. Well, it wasn't. Now... Hear me out on this. The content that Warlords of Draenor provided was really good content. Uh, They've possibly done the best raid tier in Warlords of Draenor with it being Blackrock Foundry. That is possibly one of the best raids in the game, according to PvEers. Now, Warlords of Draenor was also very simple with how it did its uh, gearing system for PvP. And that's another like bonus. The PvP itself was very enjoyable. You had a lot of um, crazy things that you can play around with. You had the prismatic crystal for mages, where you just you'd have a one shot macro. You'd have loads of different like wacky things in the game itself, but because of the lack of content that Warlords of Draenor gave, it is very looked down upon. But at the same time, garrisons were, in my opinion, one of the funnest things to have, but they just needed to implement it a bit better. You had uh, um, different factions invading your garrison, and you could invite friends to come and defend it. You could customise your garrison to a certain extent. You could choose what buildings were in it, what statues you put up, and everything. You'd had all of your battle pets walking around. You had all of your mich- uh, mission followers uh, walking out of your uh, garrison when you sent them on missions. You could physically see them walk out and go uh, and leave to do that mission, which was a really cool touch. You had constant uh, switching of personnel in your garrison, so you got a different daily quest each time and stuff like that. So it made it really feel alive, but because of how badly it was implemented, you just didn't have to ever leave your garrison, and you were very much alone there. And that's what people don't like about it in an MMO, that you were very much alone in your garrison And if they implemented a system where people could just come visit, like they could literally just garrison hop people on their realm and go and visit their garrisons, get ideas, inspirations, and maybe put a a few more customization options into your garrison, then maybe it might be good. It might be absolutely amazing and stuff like that. But WAD is fourth mainly because of the content it actually provided rather than the amount of content that it gave, if that makes sense. Now, Shadowlands, I would put as fifth. Now, a lot of people are probably thinking, what the hell, Shadowlands has been an absolute disaster, 
and you're kind of right. But for Shadowlands, again, I go back to the borrowed power system. I enjoy the uh, stuff like Conduits, or not Conduits, sorry, Covenants. I very much enjoy the Night Fae, the Venthyr, the Necrolords, and the Kyrian. I enjoy the choice that you get on your character. You can get, you can choose between any one of these covenants and get a different ability um, depending on your class. And I really enjoy that choice. That's basically it. That's how simple it is. I enjoy that choice and uh, I enjoy that I can switch it up constantly. I don't enjoy uh, something that is very stale in terms of content wise, switching my characters. I've always switched my characters for every single expansion. Up until now, I think I'm going to stick with my uh, Boomkin going into Dragonflight. And uh, a main reason for that is because I like the change. But Shadowlands has provided that just through the Covenant system alone. I could have went Night Fae for dungeons and Kyrian for PvP. I could have went Venthyr for raiding or dungeons and stuff like that. Uh, we won't talk about uh, Maldraxxus, although there is some Maldraxxus stuff that, for PvP. But yeah, you can like switch up completely, and that's what I enjoy about these borrowed power systems. Some of them didn't offer that sort of flexibility, but the Covenant systems definitely did, and that is probably one of the bonuses for why Shadowlands is fifth on my list. Now, for sixth, it's going to be Burning Crusade mainly because of the fact that Burning Crusade is very much a rinse and repeat uh, type of thing. It's very much... Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now Oof, i don't know how to describe it it's kind of it's it's a retail wow but instead of doing more Oh, higher and higher mythics, increasing the dungeons. You're doing the same dungeons, but just getting better gear. So you're flying through the dungeons quicker at no extra difficulty, but your character is getting substantially more powerful. Whereas when you're getting substantially more powerful in the in retail, the dungeons are also getting substantially more powerful. So you're really pushing yourself to the limit. And that's where I enjoy it. I find the content in TBC very... From what I've like done in retail, it seems very streamlined. It's just more you're having to get more people to coordinate. That's the difficulty with raiding, in my opinion, in TBC. I could be completely wrong. Some people might think that the mechanics in TBC are very tough in terms of raiding and stuff, which, by all means, that is that is a fair comment, and everyone has their own definition of like difficult mechanics and stuff like that. But for me, it's very much repetitive and it really isn't alt-friendly. 
Alt-friendly is a big thing in all of this. None of the expansions are alt-friendly for the most part. But leveling and getting a character ready to raid in TBC is a lot tougher than getting a character ready to raid in, say, Classic, which is my seventh uh, in the list. I'm going to class it because World of Warcraft as a whole is basically an expansion. It is the expansion of the game. It's, you know, the birth of it. I'm counting World of Warcraft as its base game on its own. Classic is very much, you don't have much option. It's, I love how diverse it can be in terms of the professions. I love the community about it. I love how simplified everything is. And I find it incredibly calming to play for the most part. But once you've done everything, you really have done everything. There's no point going back on different characters. It's very tough to get into if you're trying to level a different character and stuff like that. If you've got the time, then by all means, level the character and play the character. They they all do play very differently. But in raiding circumstances... It's very much you press the same button. Now, this can be said for retail, obviously. But in retail PvP, I'm pressing every single button that I've got on my class. I'm pressing Remove Corruption. I'm pressing Entangling Roots. I'm pressing Wrath, Luna, uh, Starfire, Sunfire, Moonfire, uh, Fury of a Loon. I'm pressing, you know, Bear Form, Cat Form, Travel Form. I'm pressing absolutely everything. In raiding in Classic, as a mage, I was pressing Frostbolt for the first six-odd months of World of Warcraft Classic. Or, you know, I'd throw in maybe an arcane power here and there on bosses. But yeah, for the most part, I was pressing it for six months, just Frostbolt. And that's not fun in terms of repetitive content. So Classic is going to be my seventh. Now, my eighth... My second to last spot is Battle for Azeroth. I said that I enjoy all of the, you know, borrowed power systems and stuff like that. Legion was very good as it introduced these borrowed power systems. Shadowlands was good because it allowed you to, you know, change up the borrowed power systems. But Battle for Azeroth was just a worse version of both of these, like, things. Legion very much you were going to get what you wanted out of your artifact power, and you knew that. With uh, Battle for Azeroth, you had your Azerite gear, and you might not get the right Azerite traits on that piece of gear, which made it very infuriating and very RNG-based if you got the right stats and stuff like that. You also had the element of not being able to switch it out, because once you've got your best... It's kind of there to stay until you farm the exact same piece of gear with the same sort of Azerite traits as your previous one. So it was very much a trial run after Legion, which led into Shadowlands, sort of the Covenant system, where you can pick and choose a little bit more and get a bit more freedom. Like the Vault, the Vault that we have in Shadowlands, you can get up to nine choices and... If you don't want any of them choices, you can get gold from it, you can get currencies and stuff like that. Whereas in Battle for Azeroth, you would get one chest and one item in that chest. Good luck. 
You get no say in the item, just good luck. You better hope that you get that item, otherwise you are screwed. And this obviously wasn't as rewarding as some people might think. <laughs> so BFA is lower on the list, mainly because the borrowed power systems that it implemented just didn't work. I love the zones. I love the feel of, you know, the Waycrest Manor uh, dungeon and uh, the sort of, you know, witches in the woods zones. I like the pirate feel and the sea shantiness of Kulteris. I like Storm Song. I like the green fields and, you know, the sages. I like Zandalar, um, where you've got the massive empire in the middle of the um, zone. You've got Nazmir, which I'm not a big fan of, I'm not going to lie. And you have Voldoon, which is just a massive desert, which, you know, makes it very easy to numlock run across while you go and grab a drink. Um, so it has its... It has its perks, but honestly, the borrowed system is what killed it for me. Finally, Cataclysm. I don't know why I rate Cataclysm so low. I have no sort of memories of it. I have no bad memories. I have no good memories. I just have nothing from it. I don't remember much. The only thing I remember from Cataclysm was the world getting its revamp, and there's a quest in the Blasted Lands where there are two or three people telling a story of when Deathwing came along to the Blasted Lands and, like, scorched the earth. And I know that each story gets more and more ridiculous, and I believe that you walked up to Deathwing as a goblin and just punched him in the face or something. It's something stupid like that. You mo you rode your little um trike down the massive trench that Deathwing had just created. You get out and you punch Deathwing. I'm pretty sure that's the only thing I remember from Cataclysm. That and the damn dungeon that was in Blackrock Mountain. I forget what it's called. I absolutely forget what it's called. But it wasn't great. It had, like, one of the um, trolls as, like, the first boss. Then the second boss, you had the um, female Inquisitor or something, where she had the two mobs, and you had two... Um, stand in between the beam of the mobs otherwise they would become really powerful and kill you pretty much and stuff like that that's the only two things that i sort of remember from the expansion oh that and a ring of blood in twilight highlands yep that's that's my extent of cataclysm um it didn't really add much the talents were the, very much the same as wrath of the lich king they were just added to um the only thing is the world got a revamp in my honest opinion and that's probably why it's less impactful because it's just, it's Azeroth, but you're leveling in Azeroth again. It's like you're a level one starting all over again. And, you know, it's not as enjoyable. You want to be on an adventure. You want to understand what's happening and stuff like that. Maybe that's why as well. I just had no idea what was happening in Cataclysm because I hadn't caught up on the lore. I hadn't really been looking into when patches come out, when expansions come out and stuff like that. So, you know, that might be a reason for it. But with Dragonflight coming up, I would like to hope it's somewhere around the 3-4 mark at the very least, uh, for my, in my opinion. From what I see, all of the systems that they're adding, which is barely any, but stuff like Dragonflying is all going to be account-wide. 
So you won't need to re-farm it on your alts and stuff like that, which is a massive plus, and that is already good incentive to be liking the expansion before it's even got a release date. But that is all for this week. Again, this list is very much my own opinion. If you... Uh, <laughs> a lot of people you know, dislike the choices that I've made, thinking why is Mr. Pandaria that high, Warlords of Draenor or whatever, why is Burning Crusade that low, why is Classic, etc. But it's my own opinion, and I enjoy the game differently to how everyone else does. And, yeah, I understand and respect your choice if you think that, say, Cataclysm should be top instead of bottom or something like that, or Legion should be bottom instead of top. But thank you all very much for listening, as always. And go with Valor, friend. Goodbye, all.